from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome to Taking Inventory with RF Smart. My name is Sarah Archer. I'm the Digital Media Coordinator at RF Smart, and this is Taking Inventory, which is a podcast all about ERP, warehouse management, and of course, inventory. And at the heart of all of those topics are our customers, and those are the people who use RF Smart and see results. And so today, I have one of those customers in the studio with me. I'm joined today by Rob Blackerby from Gym Products. Rob, thank you for being here, and can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me, Sarah. Um, well, I've uh, been at Gym Products for 18 years. I just realized my 18th anniversary was two years ago, oh, two days ago. Sorry. Um, I actually started at Gem uh, in the warehouse doing shipping and receiving and, and inventory tasks. So uh, I have a good background uh, with that and eventually came into the IT department uh, as a system administrator and eventually worked my way up to uh, director of information technology. So um, it's it's been great for me personally and I think good for the company to, you know, like I said, have that combined background of, of the warehouse and, and kind of log- logistics behind it as well as, you know, the ability to, to get in and learn and, and implement and develop uh, technology uh, to go along with it. Yeah, the folks in your warehouse are so lucky to have somebody um, on their side that has been in the warehouse working and now is an IT championing the uh, the products. So that's great. And and so um, I want to talk a little bit about Jim and your background. Um, you guys are are a NetSuite, and it and you chose yes. NetSuite in two thousand nine, um, and you became an RF Smart customer in twenty eighteen. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about Jim, uh, what you do. Um, and, and the history of the company. Sure. Um, well, Jim has actually been around since 1961. Uh, it's been in the current family ownership since 1980. And what we are and what we do is um, we like to call ourselves a, the uh, boating and marine industry leader uh, in the design and manufacturing of stainless steel boat hardware, uh, both for OEMs and for boat owners. Um, you know, we're, we're very proud of our quality of our products, um, very high quality stuff, um, of our staff and, and the service that we give our customers. Um, for many, many years, we were known as the hinge guys in the, in the industry. Um, I believe this was before my time at Jim, uh, because that's pretty much all we sold w- was hinges. Um, and I'd say probably roughly 25 years ago, um, the company decided to go ahead and, and start investing in, in some new product lines like uh, latches, steering wheels, rod holders, cleats, that kind of stuff. Um, so that eventually just kind of snowballed over the years into to, to really um, uh, developing some, and selling some new kinds of products for, for the marine industry. So, um, And actually at one point, I believe it was in the late 90s, um, we had a uh, metallurgist on hand. Um, and he developed a proprietary Gemlux electropolishing process. So um, that Gemlux electropolishing process is what really gives our, our stainless steel its its luster, uh, its reliability, its, its resistance to corrosion. So we actually guarantee our, our stainless steel uh, for life against corrosion, as long as it's properly well uh, properly taken care of. Yeah, that's awesome. I've actually been to the gym warehouse, and I remember seeing um, some of the processes that you guys have in place and just um, how much care and detail you guys put into your product, which is awesome. So I want to talk a little bit um, about your warehouse, the facility that I saw. You guys moved there fairly recently, right? It was a fairly recent transition. That's correct. Yeah, we actually went live with RF Smart uh, the day that we opened for business at our new facility. So a couple years ago, and that that was to to 
handle some growth that you guys were facing? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we had been growing year over year, um, coming out of the recession, you know, 2008, 2009, uh, ironically around the same time that, that we started with NetSuite. Um, so we, we've been growing uh, pretty steadily ever since then. And we just literally ran out of space in our old facility on the other side of town. So, um, most of that being warehouse space, we were getting tight in the offices. So, um, you know, they, they shopped around, spent a couple of years trying to figure out, you know, the best, best solution for, for this day. And they decided to build a brand new building and, and essentially double our square footage and, and double the height of the warehouse and, um, you know, gained ourselves a lot of space. And ironically enough, we're now considering or, or looking at ways to, to further utilize our space in better ways because we're continuing to keep growing. Wow. And your warehouse is really tall, right? So you guys have some some racking that you're utilizing in vertical space. I know we'll talk a little bit about that here in a moment and how you guys are using that space. But um, I, I want to talk about you guys realize this growth. You're moving to a new facility. When did you recognize the need for WMS? So you went live as you moved to the facility. What was that process like for you as you were choosing a WMS? Uh, well, we actually looked at uh, a couple different solutions. I believe it was three of them, one obviously being RF Smart. Uh, we looked at NetSuite's WMS um, solution at the time. It, it really wasn't a good fit for us. And uh, we looked at another product um, that was certainly uh, a different you know, way to, to accomplish the same tasks. Um, it was a great product uh, for a different company. Um, it was really designed for, for a very large company with, with many locations. So it didn't suit us. Um, RF Smart really seemed to be the best uh, option for us. And we had actually not been using uh, any kind of <clears throat> real WMS prior to that. Um, in our old facility, we, we did have bins set up. We had bin numbers, but we weren't bin tracking anything. So, um, you know, again, seeing how much uh, growth we'd been experiencing, how much product we have on hand, how much we're having to replenish bins. We, we knew we needed something more. Um, we had actually had a, a solution we developed in-house that ran in NetSuite. Um, it was essentially a picking and a packing uh, solution that uh, our workers would, would carry around iPads throughout the warehouse and, and pick and pack their orders on these iPads, which was definitely a great step in the right direction. But, uh, you know, developing software internally in-house takes a lot of time. Um, you know, we got one person working on that and doing all the other IT at the same time. So uh, we knew that that we needed, a, you know, a third party to, to fill in all the gaps. And so as you guys were investigating, you know, we need a WMS. What we're doing right now isn't necessarily, you know, going to be the best solution in the long run. There was a need that you guys were trying to fill in order to uh, to be more efficient, to be a little bit more efficient, right? So you're noticing maybe that things were being done multiple times. Can you tell me a little bit about about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we were, e- even with the, the iPads, there was still a lot of uh, paperwork involved, uh, a lot of manual processes, uh, you know, as one example. <clears throat> um one example of that uh, is, is that replenishments. We didn't do, you know, a daily replenishment operation. It was replenish as you pick. Uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, that's very inefficient. You know, you might get two or three SKUs a day that you have to replenish. You might get 15. And if you got to stop and grab a forklift, it, it it's really uh, makes it an inefficient process. Um, we also had, you know, a kind of a traditional old style design of, uh, layout of the warehouse and the product. Um, you know, as I said, we weren't using uh, bin management. Um, so the products were laid out by product line and then alphabetically or alphanumerically. Um, and it was just really up to the user to know what he or she was supposed to do. Um, 
so you know we we were recognizing um, in in our research recognizing there's you know uh, other picking techniques and best practices and stuff that that you know was very important for us to to consider implementing. So I want to talk about automation. Um, that's that's one of the the things that Jim is known for at RF Smart is just how um, how you guys think bigger. So you moved to this warehouse space and then you implemented so many ways to automate. One of those, of course, is being a WMS. Can you talk a little bit about some of the other automation that you guys have implemented? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, one of the things that, that Jim has realized is, you know, investing into technologies, whether that be software, uh, equipment, research into best practices, um, stuff like that really helps our efficiency, really helps us to uh, get more done with the same amount of people. Uh, or even less people in some cases. So, um, you know, it's it's since we moved into this building, it's been a little over two years now, we are still have some things that we have not implemented yet. So we've been just kind of turning switches on here and there over time. Um, you know, as you said, WMS is one of those. Uh, we purchased a vertical lift machine, uh, which is similar to a picking carousel, um, but it has shelves um, that essentially it's got this tray in the, in the middle of the machine that moves up and down and slides a shelf on uh, to bring you product that you need to pick or, or put away. Um, we've done lots of customizations in NetSuite uh, around, you know, making operations better for the warehouse, more efficient. Um, you know, we're using a lot of the uh, inventory management features of our smart, such as, you know, bin putaways and, and replenishments and, uh, and all that good stuff. And so when you were choosing your WMS, did you have this automation project in mind with the vertical lift? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were definitely looking uh, into that as one of the options to um, really save on space uh, in the warehouse, um, as well as for picking efficiency. So, uh, you know, we had an expert work with us and made some recommendations uh, around some different options. Uh, we even went out to a couple uh, existing facilities and, and saw some of these uh, uh pieces of equipment uh, in use. Um, so we had a pretty good idea we were going to invest in, in one of these vertical lift machines and uh, knew it needed to be able to talk to NetSuite. Um, so, you know, in, in talking with RF Smart, um, you know, we knew that, that you guys had, a, you know, an option or a capability to, to integrate those two systems. And for those of you listening, I have seen this vertical lift machine, and I think the industry term for it is automated storage retrieving system. So Google that and take a look at what it looks like. It's cool. It's very cool. Um, so I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into the automation piece of the warehouse. Um, what are the benefits that you are seeing from automation? Um, well, really, it's, it's as I said before, there's a noticeable increase in efficiency. We have been able to process um, roughly 30% more product uh, through our warehouse with the same amount of people that we had two, three years ago. And so before you said it was very manual. Um, and so you've, I know that in talking to you um, before we recorded, one of the things that you said was that you've reduced picking time significantly, right? So it, it used to take quite a, a bit more time and now you are able to, um, using this machine, pick much quicker. Yeah, that, that's correct. I, I would say, I would estimate that average time to pick um, previously was about two to three minutes per line item. Uh, and we've probably reduced that to less than a minute on average. 
Um, we, we didn't really have a, a measure, a way to measure that um, prior to using RF Smart, so it's very hard to, to actually quantify it. Um, but one of my favorite examples um, of, of talking about the increase, increase in efficiency that we've gained uh, is, is that we have one customer, our largest customer, they typically order four, five, six pallets worth of product. Um, and, you know, we have that, that order consists of, you know, two to 300 cartons. Um, back in our old warehouse and prior to, to using this new technology and this new software, uh, it would actually take two people two days at six hours per day to pick and pack an order. Wow. So you're looking at about 24 hours of, of man time to pick and pack one of these orders. Uh, after we went live in our new facility, uh, the first order that we got from this customer, I believe it was in our first week of operation, uh, we reduced that down to about a three-hour picking time uh, as well as about a, another two- to three-hour uh, pack time. So uh, we essentially cut um, our time required from 24 hours to about 10 or 12 hours. So with this automation, um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the specific functionality that you're using for RFSmart. So you guys are using Pick Planner. Um, can you talk a little bit about Pick Planner, how it's picking tasks out of NetSuite, and what that looks like with all of the things you guys have put in place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, of, of course, without without Pick Planner, um, users picking orders, choosing orders manually, um, you know, can can add some definite time uh, to their process. Um, you know, we we certainly had a system and a routine that we'd follow. Um, uh, and just like everything else, um, you know, we, we've kind of turned on features of, of pick, and pick Planner over time. So we actually started out using regular sales order picking for, for an amount of time, and then, then we purchased Pick Planner and added, added that on. Um, we, so essentially, Pick Planner is making that decision for us of which orders do I need to group together. Um, so, you know, for example, we'll have a pick, uh, a pick task issued for a single LTL shipment because those are generally large. You know, you're not going to fit multiple orders on your card or on your pallet. Uh, we have another picking plan that, that groups, you know, five or ten single line items together, something that you can go grab a bunch of orders, make one path through the warehouse to get your five or ten orders all at one time. Um, you know, so having this system group things for us in that way is, is one is taking the time away from the user to, to think about that and make that plan. Um, and two, it's, you know, tweaking those plans over time is, has, you know, really gained us a lot of efficiency. Um, we've even separated our warehouse in, into two different zones now. So, um, we have, uh, some orders where the system will send the user out to the pallet racks to, to, to the bins out there to pick some pieces. And then another user will pick pieces out of that vertical lift machine. So you've actually got two people picking one order. They come together at the end. Um, we slap a label on it and it goes out the door as one shipment. And one of the things that I think is coolest about the vertical lift is that um, when you have these orders to pick, it will actually, um, instead of saying, okay, we're going to bring you tray one and then tray two, tray three, um, it'll have you pick multiple things out of the tray. You could probably describe that a little bit better than I can, but it's very neat. Yeah, it it is really cool. Um, Prior to us actually getting the systems integrated, that was a very manual process there at the machine. So uh, that user would uh, have to pick an order off of his scanner, uh, as well as work the console at the machine. So we actually had our smart customize our task picking function to display a 2D barcode on the screen so that we can therefore pick up the scanner that was attached to the machine, scan the, the mobile scanner, um, which kind of sounds kind of silly. you got a scanner scanning a scanner. Um, <laughs> but, you know, let's say you've got a, an order or a task with, with five line items on it. Um, 
three of those line items are on train number one, two of those line items are on train number two. So uh, without the system knowing which items you need in advance, the user's just saying, okay, give me item number one. Brings in train number one, picks his pieces. Now he says, okay, give me item number two. Well, then it brings in tray number two, and he might go back and forth between that tray a few times. Well, by having the system know in advance what parts are needed, uh, this machine is actually smart enough to optimize that tray and that pick path for you. So if it knows you've got three parts on one pan, it's going to leave that pan in the access port, tell you to pick those three items before it goes and grabs the next one. So, um, you know, not only is are you gaining storage density with this machine, it is really intended to uh, also in, uh, increase your picking efficiency even further. So as we uh, as we kind of think uh, forward a little bit, um, what are some things, and I don't know, maybe you're not able to tell me, I hope that you are, what are some things that you are hoping, maybe some automation that you might be hoping to um, implement in your warehouse? Is there, if you had a wish list, what would you pick? One thing I saw at another company that I really liked, if nothing else for the cool factor, uh, was automated conveyor belts or automated rollers. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially you would put a box or, or a tote on a roller. It had a light beam that, that would break, um, the box would break that light beam and then the rollers would just turn on and move the box down the line. Um, you know, obviously that's, that requires a very certain kind of setup. Um, but having, uh, automation to move your packages around, things like that, I think would reduce a, a lot, you know, a lot of time spent by your employees as well, because now they don't have to walk from point A to point B to drop off a package to be packed as well. They drop off their, their box at the rollers and then turn around and start picking again, you know, start working on the next task. Very cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely get one of those. We'll do another podcast about it when uh, you get it, okay? Okay. <laughs> well, I'll do my best to get a hold of one of those. That's awesome. So we always talk about um, our mission at RF Smart is to transform customers and change lives. And so how has automation um, transformed your business and working with RF Smart? One of the things um, that the people listening may not know is that we do provide tools to help implement and adopt automation. Um, but what specifically for you have you seen transforming your business? Uh, like I said, it's it's really been that realization that you know technology can be helpful. Um, if nothing else, I, I was I was out in the warehouse this morning, and this may seem like a very basic thing, something that a lot of companies probably have, but an automatic uh, automatic pallet wrapping machine. Um, I remember I worked in the warehouse. I had to do it by hand, and and you would get dizzy, your back would hurt, and you know if you got to wrap twenty pallets a day, well that takes a long time after after packing them. So, um, you know that's that's a simple example of not only making it faster but easier uh, on our staff. Um, ability to report to see metrics. Um, you know, there's there's I did I did find a few pieces of statistics for you um, oh, after, after the last time we talked. Um, in comparing 2019 versus 2016, we have shipped 35% more weight, pounds. And that's how you guys measure, right, is in pounds? Yeah, it's really our most accurate way to measure our work just just because of the way that we kind of store some of the data. Um, it's not all stored in the same way. Um, we've sh- we're shipping 23% more line items, uh, 17% more quantity shipped, number of pieces, uh, 18% more packages. Um, so that's compared three years ago or four years ago to last year. Um, our revenue is actually up 70% between those two years. 
Um, so that's how much we've grown in the last three to four years is, is 70% revenue. So um, there's a couple of reasons for that. It's one, the business is growing, but uh, we've introduced some new product lines that are that are very high quality, high end items, um, fishing gear, things like that. So um, they cost a little bit more, um, but people love them. Um, and I, I can see why they, they are really high quality. They do seem like the best uh, products on the market for those. Um, one thing that, that I think that we at Jim don't ever think about um, is really our return rates. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little research on this a couple months ago um, for something else, and I read that on the average e-commerce return rates are between 20 and 30%. Um, so I, I decided to compare 2017 to 2020 year to date. Um, in 2017, we had a 0.87% return rate across the board. Um, and out of that, 0.023% was due to picking errors. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, and that's that's before us using RF Smart. So uh, looking ahead to, to 2020 year to date, uh, we've actually increased our refunds uh, across the board to 1.5%, which is still extremely low. Um, For sure. Yeah. But looking at the error refunds, uh, as far as picking errors go uh, and returns, it's 0.015%. Wow. So, you know in the combination of, of having a better warehouse done smarter and, and using, uh, you know, the technology to, if nothing else, scan, verify parts as they're picked, you know, has reduced, um, you know, the number of errors that we experience. You know, it's interesting. I talked to a, a, a lot of NetSuite customers, right, and many e-commerce customers, and one of their number one goals is customer satisfaction. They want for their customers to be happy with the thing that they get in the mail on the other end of their sale. And um, and that's kind of one of the the statistics I love to hear is when RF Smart has your you know your returns may have you know they've gone down whatever it is but being able to continue to um, increase those customer satisfaction numbers and making sure that they get the right the right thing because there's nothing more frustrating right I don't know if this has happened to you but when you order something and you don't get the right thing or it's not the size you ordered or the color. There's just nothing, you know, nothing more frustrating than having to return that. And so that's just one of the the many benefits for sure. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's, you know, there's the gold standard e-commerce seller out there that that shall not be named. <laughs> um, you know, that that obviously, um, you know, I've had very good experiences with and I think most everybody has. So, so they really set the standard. It's hard to do what they do. It, it really is. Um, but we pride ourselves uh, on our customer service, you know, not only having the best products, but having the best people servicing the customers. Um, you know, it, it, you know, an email goes out uh, to the company every now and then with a customer who was like, hey, I want to tell your boss about my great experience I had, um, you know, working with you and working with your company. So when we get those, they occasionally distribute them internally to the employees. And, and it's, it's really great to see, you know, these people say things that it's just like, you know, I, I every time I order online, I don't really have any expectations about great customer service. You know, I want to return something. You know, I'm not even sure I'm going to get to be able to return it. But then they turn around and say, they're like, wow, you know, you treated me like a mom and pop shop. You know, you know, you took care of my needs. You, you listened to my problems. You know, you sat with me on the phone and, and you got it taken care of. You know, um, with a little hassle, I got my replacement parts in a couple of days um, kind of thing. So uh, it, it is really great. Um you know, we try to take that attitude uh, as much as we can with with all aspects of the business. And it's just a testament to the great folks that work at Jim, for sure. Um, and 
and having you here is great today. Thank you so much for being here. I want to ask you one final question before we wrap up. And that question is um, related to automation. Um, you know, if you were to give a piece of advice to an RF Smart customer, maybe it's somebody implementing for the first time, maybe it's around automation. I don't know necessarily, you know, what your piece of advice might be, but what would if you were going to talk to somebody implementing RF Smart, what would your advice be to them? You definitely have to have a plan or at least an idea of what you want to accomplish and maybe even how you want to accomplish it. You know, we were um, had been doing things a certain way for, for years, um, and we really didn't know any better. Um, so it did take us, you know, talking to RF Smart, talking to other experts, uh, you know, and finding out best practices, other practices, just different practices. Um, so that really helped us to get an idea of of what we would like to kind of do, or at least give a shot uh, at trying. So uh, I can tell you that um, the time that we went live with RF Smart, uh, it was very chaotic around the company because we were just finished to move. Um, you know, several, you know, you bring in several million dollars worth of inventory across town, um, you know, over a span of a few weeks is, was certainly, um, a, a struggle for sure. So, um, you know, we knew, like I said, we, or we had an idea of, of what we kind of wanted to accomplish, uh, in the end. Um, and it took us 18 months to probably try out all the different things that, that we had ideas for. So, um, you know, I would also recommend to take baby steps. Um, you know, do things incrementally if possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes you just got to like, okay, <laughs> Jump we're, feet. we're going down Both the hill here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, definitely have a plan. Um, you know, do incremental uh, up- updates or, or incremental features um, as you can. Let people adjust and learn to them and, and you know, learn how to use it right um, before you, you know, do the next thing. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Rob, so much for being here today. Um, I- I just love hearing from our customers and hearing how RF Smart um, is contributing to their business and to their success. So thank you so much for being here. For those of you who are tuning in, make sure that you are subscribed. You can subscribe on your favorite streaming platform um, or to our YouTube channel to listen to these episodes. You'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you get notifications when we release a new episode. Um, for all information related to the podcast or a transcript of this podcast, you can visit rfsmart.com podcast. And then uh, make sure that you check out uh, the website for new episodes and other great resources. Thank you again, Rob, for being here. Thanks to Gym Products. And thank you for listening. We'll see you again.